Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Excited to invite our next guest to the show. It's a friend of the show, Rob Williams, from the Sheridan story. This is the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Hi. And uh Rob Williams from the Sheridan story joins us. Hello, Rob. Hello, hello. Hey Rob. We we're so glad to have you uh, with us today. We actually had reached out to you a couple weeks ago before we knew that the schools would be closing for such a long period of time. And the reason why we reached out to you, of course, is because of the work that the Sheridan story does to get food uh, for for um, families who are experiencing some food insecurity for the weekends to bridge the days that they are not at school. Can you tell us a little bit more about how the Sheridan story um, has operated in the past? And uh, and then maybe we can talk next about what you're doing right now in response to the, the world that we live in. Absolutely. So the Sheridan story, uh, we focus on food gaps, like you'd mentioned, where, when kids don't have access to other meal programs that are typically available at school. So our biggest program is a weekend food program. We work in about 250 schools throughout the state of Minnesota, giving kids bags of food to take home every weekend. Then we also have some other food gaps programs. Summer, obviously, is a big gap. And then holidays, like winter break and spring break, where we have these bags of food that we make sure we get to the kids so they can take it home and have something to eat while they don't have access to the other, other meal programs typically at school. So faced with the reality that we're in right now, how have things, I mean, can you give us an update on how things have changed and how you're able to meet those needs? Yeah, so our our normal week, which normal is a very interesting word these days, um, but prior to the pandemic response, uh, we would provide about six or 7,000 bags a week. the first week of school closure, we provided over 40,000 bags wow. Wow. in that one week. Um, we're, so I think, you know, in a, in a sort of disaster type scenario like this, there's a lot of spike of um, support right away, right after the, you know, first emergency, which sort of was like the school's closing. Mm-hmm. But we're really in it for the long haul. Like we... Um, we're not going to be distracted from our mission and our vision of every child having every meal. And as we look forward to the next several weeks, um, you know, five to 10 weeks, school is going to be closed. Right. It, there's a de- very decent chance it gets closed past May 4th. Yeah. And it's closed for the rest of the school year, the buildings, I should say, as they do distance learning. Mm-hmm. Um, we are right now preparing over a million meals to be given out in the next 10 weeks. Um, and it costs, a million, over a million dollars for us to do that. We buy almost all the food that we provide to make sure it's nutritious and delicious. Um, so we're going to be giving out 30,000 bags of food every single week while school buildings are closed. Um, and for a reference, our normal annual budget's $3 million. So in 10 weeks, we're going to spend $1 million. Um, and wow. it's with support from you all and your listeners, um, just getting the word out and 
you know, those, the kids, it's, it's real. It's not, it's not a theoretical thing. It's happening now in our communities. And I do just want to remind everybody while you're hearing this um, that we still are accepting donations. Just go to mytalk1071.com and right there on the front page, you will see uh, a um, a graphic. MyTalk1071 help feed our seniors and kids. The kids part is the Sheridan story. And so you click on that and you can navigate very easily and give um, online. Uh, and we have we're currently sitting at twelve thousand six hundred twenty six dollars of the twenty thousand dollar goal that we have set for ourselves. Yeah. And this is great and very exciting. And you will be able to do much with that. However, you just you know, you just shared with us kind of what what you're up against. Yeah, I mean, you know, my background's in logistics, so I view food insecurity as a logistical problem, not a supply problem. Mm-hmm. In other words, there's there's plenty of food. We have twenty. We have got thirty six semi truck loads of food on order to be delivered to our warehouse. Wow. Um, but what we need to do is get it into the kids and the hands of the kids that need it. Um, and I'm not. I'm a. I'm an executive director of a nonprofit, but I'm not a fundraiser by trade. I just shoot it straight. And what's straight is the food cost money. We don't have a lot of. You know, we're not out partying on the fancy boats or something Mm -hmm. Um, you know we are getting food in as fast as we can we're getting it put in bags and we're getting it out to over 30 school districts in minnesota and western wisconsin and it's a big deal these kids you know nutrition is a huge part of being healthy so as they you know as the virus gets they might contract it but if they're not if they have lack of nutrition they're more likely to get more sick right um you know this is just reality now which is a bizarre reality that we've never had before in minnesota right or in the you know most of the country um and i i'm very very proud of the minnesotans we're phenomenal our best asset is being able to work together and many have stepped up and we need many more to step up and the weird thing is is that it's money is what we need Um, we can't really volunteer much you can't really you know no one can leave and at this point, it's all dollars and cents. Yeah. Can you give us an indication of how that money can help you do what you're trying to do, or at least the degree to which a dollar is able to do a certain thing, whether it's, you know, the the amount of meals, just to give people something to wrap their heads around when it comes to um, what kind of a contribution or what their contribution will mean for you guys? Every $100 that we receive, we can serve 25 more kids. I mean, that's huge. Um, you know, when you think about, uh, you know, or, or, you know, if I even drop it down, 30 meals or $30 provides 13 children with food and that they can share with their family that you are able to stretch that dollar very far. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's, you know, it's just, it's just the way it is now. It's mm-hmm. just, Buy as much food as you can and get it out to the kids because they need it. They yeah. need it right. desperately. And it's um, the one thing that you guys have been very good at is making sure it's nutritious food, nutrient dense food. So, um, you know, it's food that, like, uh, as you referenced earlier, helps keep kids healthy so that, you know, whatever they're facing, at least they'll have a fighting chance with their nutrition. Absolutely. We have a dietitian on staff that has a metric for all the food we use. Um, you know, we're not sending out ramen noodles. We're sending out sometimes whole grain pasta. Or, yeah. You know, it's we want it to be nutritious and delicious, not just 
empty empty calories. Yeah. Right, not just food. Well, Rob Williams from the Sheridan Story, we are so thankful uh, to be able to to talk with you. We're so thankful for the work that you are doing to help families in the community. And we are so thankful to our My Talk 1071 listeners for uh, being generous and, and showing up and donating. Um, and again, you can still donate. Just go to MyTalk1071.com. Rob, thanks for joining us. Thank you so much. Thanks for your support. Absolutely. Thank you, Rob. Best to you. Uh, that was Rob Williams from the Sheridan, Sheridan Story. And you can, again, find out more by, by going to mytalk1071.com uh, and just click on Help Feed Our Seniors and Kids. The Sheridan Story is the kids part of that. And uh, we are especially fond of the work that they do uh, on our show because we've partnered with them before. For Project Down and Dirty. For Project Down and Dirty, yeah. the restaurant. So um, thank you again to Rob for joining us. And when we and come back, we'll go thank ahead. Thank you guys, by the way, for all your content. Oh, Absolutely. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, it is cheat day and it's a weird cheat day. Cheat day in a pandemic. I made something that you don't usually make, you usually buy. And I'm going to see how it turned out. All right. Let's do it. After this on My Talk 1071. Okay, so it's Friday, you guys. And uh, it's the second Friday of our weird kind of quarantine situation. Uh, Before we go into the official stay home uh, and observe all the social distance this is the colleen and bradley show my talk 1071 streaming live at my talk 1071.com everything entertainment colleen lindstrom bradley trainer and um on fridays typically we like to put something in our mouths that we don't usually put in there right and we call it a cheat Cheat day. day dirty rotten cheetah cheat day taste test stick this in your mouth what are we putting in our mouths today colleen okay so first of all let's start here uh, you can't get peanut butter like anywhere. Oh, really? I'm glad I well, stocked up. I mean, it just is, it's not as easy to come by as it has been in the past because reminder, everybody, the grocery stores are staying open. So you do not need to clear the shelves. Yeah. Leave some for the rest of us. Yeah. But it occurred to me like a lot of, like I eat a lot of natural peanut butter when I do eat peanut butter. My favorite, by me the way. Too. Shout out to Old Home. Old Home, the OG. Ooh, yum. It tastes like the fudge. Best. I don't know what they do, so but for some reason it's amazing. So I know what the ingredients are in Old Home uh, peanut butter. Would you like to know? Peanuts. Peanuts. Salt. Correct. Yeah. Unless you get the honey kind and then they throw a little honey in exactly. there. Exactly. But, but that's um, it. Yeah. That's all that's in there. Uh, and you put it in your refrigerator and then your husband takes a spoonful every time he passes the refrigerator. What? Did I say that out loud? That's true. Sounds like a personal problem it is happening in my house anyway um i was like well okay if it's just peanuts i can pulverize some peanuts so you guys i did i made my own peanut butter oh is that what this blob is staring at me correct uh bradley you got your own spoon you put it in there i did not touch anything in the making of this uh i made i used my um we're social distancing our food we are social distancing our food too i used my now before you eat it i have to tell you how i went about this first i googled how do you make your own peanut butter okay it was that easy um okay i did not read the instructions fully and also i had already uh i had some peanuts in my house already so i was like ah it can't be that bad if i don't just use like the raw peanuts okay so these are pre-salted peanuts Okay. Which means I added no salt, but okay. they're dry roasted. Yeah. I am afraid it's going to be too salty. So I'm giving you that heads up. Okay. Um, is that possible? Before you get into it. Yeah. So, uh, but it's really easy to make. So uh, who wants to go first? I think you should go first. Okay. It's your peanut butter. Okay. Um, I also put a little coconut oil in it. 
just because it looked a little crumbly in the food oh. processor. Oh, how does it taste? I mean, how does it taste like peanut butter? I'm not mad about it. Smells it smells like peanut butter. I mean, it's just peanuts, but they're salty peanuts. It did warm the peanuts before. I think I might need a little something sweet in there. I taste the coconut oil. Mm-hmm. Well, you know me. I love coconut oil. You know what this I would mean, be good on? What? Something savory. Mm-hmm. Or something incredibly sweet. Right? Yeah. It's a little... Okay. It's too, I mean, it's too salty for, like, mm-hmm. your peanut butter and jelly, mm-hmm. but I think, like, in a... um. Like if you made a curry. Yes. Or like a, I made a carrot, Thai carrot soup the other day. Or you could do a carrot dip even with this. And actually that was the, that was what. Yeah, it was pretty good. Alarmed me that we were running low on peanut butter in the world. Yeah. Is that I tried to make this carrot, Thai carrot soup that needed peanut butter and I couldn't get peanut butter. Oh. And yeah, no, I think this would be good out. for cooking something savory. So that's what I think I'm going to use it for. I mean, yeah. it wasn't terrible. No, Holly. it's not bad at all. Holly's got a face. What's the face? I take back. <laughs> too salty. That I said it could right? be too I know. salty. It's a little it salty. salty. It is. But you guys are exactly right. This could be used as a savory addition to a great curry. Right. Yeah. Recipe. So that's what I think I for might sure. use it for. Yummy. From now on. Yummy. But it is it's really, really salty. But so here's the deal, because I want the world to know this. Um First of all, like I'm not going to be offended if you give it one cobra. Oh, I'm well, going to give it do that. three. I'm not going to give it co- three cobras. I would give it um, for homemade peanut butter. I would give it a three and a half. Yeah, I'm yeah. giving it that totally. I, well, I was giving it a three, but whatever. But here, okay. So here's what I've learned. First of all, if you get like raw peanuts, and then you just pop your oven on and you put them on a pan in there, uh, like 400 for five minutes, then toss them and do another five. And then you just shove them in your food processor. Yeah. Or if you've got like a really good blender, you do it for a minute in the blender. Yeah. You, you want to put them in the blender warm. You do it for a minute. It'll look like crumbly. Then you take your spatula, you pull it down from the sides and run it again for another minute. Use your spatula, bring it down. And then it'll start at the bottom like liquid. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms, and you can you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. It's the weirdest, coolest thing. And then it slowly but and surely then, takes over. Yeah, and then it just turns into peanut butter. And then when you put it into your container and let it kind of sit for a little bit, it'll like settle in. Oh, it's sure. so great and yeah. very easy. Who knew? I I um I had sort of a similar revelation when I was this was now weeks ago because I haven't been to my 
<sighs> lovely co-op for a uh-huh. long time but um they you can make your own peanut butter at the co-op they yeah. have like a giant vat and you just turn it on and i watched this lady do it and i thought gosh why don't i do that i don't know what the like price differential is because for all i know they charge you an arm and a leg to make your own peanut butter right but um yeah if you had a a free afternoon and a Costco load of peanuts. Go it takes for it. 15 minutes, yeah. you guys. I'm telling you, it's unbelievable. So, um, M-Y-O-P-B. Make, make your, your own, own peanut, peanut butter. butter. That's what I'm championing. Do it! I think we have to be really creative these days, right? Because, you know, I know a lot of people are making bread by themselves. Yeah. I thought, you know, how hard can this be? No, and, and it's a fun activity the for the family. Exactly. Now, like you said, I probably won't eat this on my PB&J. However, I will put it in my next carrot soup. Do you have any other food news, Bradley? I do, actually. Ooh, I have me. this really cool story, um, and you guys can go online and find this if you want. I'll tweet this out, but um, it's a, I actually found it on Twitter. It's the story about the Triscuits. Um, like, the Triscuit... Apparently, there's a mystery um, of the Triscuit, and I had no idea that Triscuits were mysterious I in any way. I didn't know either. But the name Triscuit... Like, do you have any idea how the name Triscuit came about? I assumed it had something to do with biscuits. Yes, right? So biscuits, sure. But the try thing, people were like... And this guy um, did this whole like sort of journey. And you, it's fun to just read the journey he went on to find the answer. Why was the Triscuit named the Triscuit? And I won't tell you the whole story. But what I will tell you simply is that it's a far more fascinating story than you think. And it has nothing to do... The try in Triscuit has nothing to do with the number three. three. Oh, Huh. It actually has to do with electricity. Oh. oh, oh! The try comes from electricity. So it's like an electric biscuit? <laughs> kind of. Yeah, yeah, actually. And it's a pretty fun story. And in fact, Triscuit themselves, or Nabisco, I should say, Nabisco confirmed the story. Because at first they were very cagey about the story. And he's like, I don't get why you're being cagey. And then he unraveled how this all went and went back to them. And they were like, okay, so yeah, you, we can you confirm figure you figured it out. Oh, weird. Okay, yeah. well, I might just read that. Electric, Got a little time on my hands. Biscuit would be the good name of uh, yeah. a psychedelic band. Yes. Electric Biscuit Boogaloo. I'm a big fan of Electric Biscuit. When we come back, we've got celebrities behaving badly. We call them D-bags. And we're going to tell yeah. you about them after this on My Talk 107.1. Talk1071.com, everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. And uh, we have some celebrities behaving badly to tell you about. We have a name for them, and that name is D-Bag. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. Who's your D-Bag? Um, I don't, you know, listen, I'm gonna let you tell me who the D-Bag is in this story. Oh, it's a choose your own adventure. Well, it, it's it's clear that this is D-baggy behavior, but I don't know if it's on the part of USA Today or on the part of Prince Albert of Monaco or on the part of Prince Charles. I'm not sure. But I saw this headline and I immediately was like, no, shut it down. Shut it all the way down. Ooh, okay. The headline is Prince Albert of Monaco denies passing the coronavirus to Prince Charles. Um, you guys, we're not doing this. Okay, can I just shut this down right now? You mean blaming each other for yes. getting something? Yeah. This is a global pandemic, okay? It's not like a gift-giving season. Yeah. Like I would like to thank you. <laughs> it's not like, and we're not blaming, there is no shame in this. No if shame, no blame. It, it's not because they are dirty or they did something wrong. This is just 
what is unfortunately happening. It gets yeah. passed very easily. You do not get to hunt down the person people, who gave it to you and have a feeling about that. People who get this virus, on average, according to science, mm-hmm. will transmit it to almost three people. Yeah. On average. So we're not gonna we're not entertaining this headline. We're not even entertaining the discussion about who gave Prince Charles coronavirus. It's not cooties. <laughs> we're not children on uh well, some of us are children. I was but, gonna say I don't know how closely you've been paying attention lately, but sure. Thank you. Um, but we're not like schoolyard children, you know, oh no, I got cooties. It's not like that. I was filled with a rage I cannot clearly articulate when I saw this headline. And so I don't know, again, is that is the is the D-Bag USA Today? I think so, right? Why do you say it's uh, just because of the headline? Because of yeah. the headline. And honestly, in this, um, in this um, article, the, it's like the first two or three paragraphs are about this and then the rest go on to talk about the fact that just prince charles has been tested positive for the virus well but this is in a discussion with rtl french radio on thursday um they talked with uh who did they who did they talk with i don't know uh oh prince albert monaco they talked with him, yeah. and he said, I was at a roundtable for his foundation, meaning Prince Charles's foundation, but I didn't shake his hand. I was at the other end of the table, way far away. We nodded hello to one another. So I don't think I can rely, reliably be accused of contaminating him. Okay, first of all, people don't contaminate each other. There is a virus that spreads from person to person. Right. We learned this lesson. Um, well, I should say some of us learned this lesson during the HIV AIDS crisis, um, we don't stigmatize people who have a virus. Thank you. And the the less we do, the more able we will be to combat the actual virus. The virus is the enemy, not the, the person. The people who yeah. are carrying this virus now. There is a person that we will shame later in the show that will provide an example of uh, an extreme uh, example of someone who really is to blame mm-hmm. for doing something. But in this moment, you really can't uh, blame individual people. And the reason is, here's here's the thing. Like, we all get hung up on, um, you know, did you go to a certain place? Did you meet with a certain mm-hmm. person? The problem is, right now, the way testing is in our own country, this virus has been among us far longer than we realized right. and far with far more people than we totally understand. And so while you might have thought you were immune, you might have actually been exposing yourself right. unawares. And that's not your fault. Right. That's just the fault. And that's nobody else's fault, frankly, other than is our system's inability to, you know, preemptively manage this crisis. Yeah, but it's at just this about point, being in community. But at this point, we really have, like, there is no social benefit to saying, like, you gave me cooties. Well, and, I mean, there is actually a damaging factor to it. You know, if you tease it all the way out, if something did unfortunately happen to somebody um, because they had the virus and their body reacted to it in the drastic way that we've seen, where ultimately people are dying, it doesn't become somebody else's fault. Yeah. And that's what I want yeah. to... Um, now, 
at the same time, I want to also drive the point home that we can take care of each other by taking care of ourselves. Precautions are different than shame. Exactly. And that's (laughs) what I'm trying to avoid. And I just, when I saw this headline, I, again, I was filled with rage and I just want to shut that down. It is not productive and it doesn't actually matter. It really doesn't matter. Okay, thanks. Thank you. Oh, I have to breathe a little bit. No, Sorry, it's that a D bag. Really, like got me going. Um, well, here's something else that'll get you going, likely, as it's gotten me going. Uh, last night, when I was sitting on the couch, looking through the world as it is, going, I don't know. <sighs> R. Kelly, yay! Oh my gosh, she's so gross. Headline: I'm gonna catch COVID in this jail. Let me out, Judge. Well, first of all, that was a headline from TMZ that then tells a story that we've talked about a little bit today, at least uh, during Elizabeth Reese's Dirt Alert, that R. Kelly's latest pitch to get out of jail. Uh, pending his trial in Illinois federal court, centers on his fear, totally, anyway, his fear of coming down with COVID-19. So his attorney filed a motion Thursday in which he refers to the coronavirus spreading around the world and the health, health risks that R. Kelly believes he's facing while penned up in Chicago's um, MCC Metropolitan Criminal Court. I don't know what it sure. is. Jail. He's j- in, in jail. In jail. Quote, no matter what steps they J-A-I-L. take, yeah. no matter what steps they take, sanitation will be substandard. The risk of an internal pandemic is great. Okay, guess what? It's great for all of yeah. us. And while I totally understand the fear of catching this virus, trust, we all do. Right. That's the point. Right. So the fact that R. Kelly thinks that he should be allowed to have special privileges in this moment when there are other people in jail, seems a little bit, um, or at least his inability to appreciate that it's not just his fight, it is the fight of everyone else that's behind bars. And by the way, that's not just their fight. Right. Like to remind you all that um, that virus, whether it's in a jail, whether it's in a prison, a hospital, or a state that you like to look down your nose at, it's coming. Yeah, and it's So there. if you don't deal with it there, you're, You're going to deal, deal with, with it, it here. Somewhere else. I mean, and is that not a metaphor for life right there? Yeah. So like, you know, again, but in this moment, um, <laughs> R. Kelly's attorney would like you to to um, to let uh, R. Kelly out of prison. And we know from our blind item, jail, not prison. Uh, we know from that blind item that we read earlier today that perhaps there is a jet waiting to whisk him away to a foreign land. Right. <sighs> yeah. I mean, that's, yeah, that is uh, what the blind item stated. And I don't think any of us would be surprised by that, right? Like, yeah. he's just trying to escape uh, and he's using coronavirus as the story. Mm-hmm. Who else have we heard something? I mean, listen, I recognize that it is true that Harvey Weinstein does have coronavirus, but that came after a long list of uh, opportunities on his part to try Wait, to do get we know of- he has it or was he exposed to it no he has it okay right he tested positive um but that came on the heels of umpty foo attempts on his part to try to delay his uh prison time yeah so i don't know it, it, whatever i as a as a human being who feels compassion um, I'm sorry that people are suffering from coronavirus. Prison or not. Yeah. Also, 
you got to stay right there, R. Kelly, because you got some time to do. Yeah, because you, you did some your bad time. stuff. And if we're going to allow you to go, like let's let everyone else go. Which let's not. So yeah, there. Unless, unless they're nonviolent criminals, and there's a process, well, and there's a way. Like again, I'm just saying, I am not even concerned about the um, the issue because that's a separate issue. The thing that I'm frustrated about is that somebody with power and privilege. Yep has the ability to have special rights and uh, opportunities in this moment, Mm -hmm. among all the other moments. Mm -hmm. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, uh, we uh, have to catch up with Brittany. Uh, Brittany. We'll talk about Brittany Spears, and we'll talk about her fast running when we come back after this on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 107.1. Brittany. It's the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com, everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. And uh, we like to check in and see how Britney Spears is spending her quarantine. Uh, and um, when we do that, we call ourselves the Cobra Gang. Whenever there's trouble, without the double, we're the Cobra Gang. If you've got the Oh, Brittany. Okay, so I'm going to tell you what I saw, and then I'm going to tell you what she said, okay? What I saw that everybody can see is a video on Britney Spears' Instagram that she posted 19 hours ago. Yeah. Uh, she's standing in front of a white background. Yep. Um, she's got like a mm, goldenrod dress on. She's dancing around in it. Yep. Then she puts on a hot pink dress and does some, I don't, I'm not even going to call it dancing. It's like posing. And then she, she puts on a mustard shirt. She's doing a fashion show. Shorts. Yep. That's exactly what she's doing. Which is par for the course. That's her, one of her usual tricks. Like in, in addition to glamour shots. Yep. She does little fashion videos. Okay. So we've seen a trillion of these, yep. uh, these little fashion videos of Britney Spears and her wardrobe showing us, giving us face, doing whatever she does. So here's the caption, and I'm going to get through part of it because then uh, I'm going to stop before we get to the thing that you have brought to talk about. Yep. Okay, I guess I'm bored in my home for two weeks of quarantine, and I'm modeling dresses I never knew I had. I tried to screenshot a picture, but it didn't work. I realized I had my hair in a ponytail and no shoes. Anyhow, I got this cute video. I was trying. I was tired of being still, so I got up to go dance in this orange dress. And do you know what I just learned today? That orange symbolizes wealth, success, stimulation, happiness, fun, balance, sexuality, oh nope. enjoyment, expression, doesn't. heat, sunshine, and warmth. No, nope. that's how I felt when I put it on. And all I wanted to say was this video is no different from the normal videos we get from her. And so the expression, I'm bored, I'm wondering what that why we then got all the other was she has she always bored what's i mean i don't the excuse i wouldn't think too carefully about it. yeah maybe i'm putting too much mostly because i don't think she's actually writing this no that's also true there's that um i go back and forth but today i kind of feel like this is a post that was not written by her now the video she obviously you know did and it's it's a total britney video in the sense that it makes it's sort of just you know, it's her 
Doing, around in looking at the camera, making some outfits, outfit faces. Yep. Um, but there's also like the super, I don't understand the super uh, opaque filter that's supposed to wash everything out. Like, what are you hiding? I exactly? don't get it. I don't, I don't know. Just don't but, understand but that's totally common. Um, uh, what was I going to say? So I don't think this is something she actually wrote. I, I wonder truly if she put down these words. Because if she did, it just makes me think, like, what did she do? Like, do the video and then go, I wonder what orange means. Right. And then Google orange. And then just, like, copy and paste a bunch of words. It's so bizarre. It make no sense. It don't make no sense. But it's her PS of this that well, brings us back to a conversation from yesterday. This, yeah, this is so, it's so obvious. It's so Again, obvious. I was sitting on the couch last night watching the world do God knows what. And I came across this post. And as I read, I thought to myself, well, this is just a garden variety Britney post until you get to the point where she has a postscript about uh, something we discussed yesterday, as you mentioned. And I will read the postscript. P.S. And I think she listens to our show. Hi, Britney. Obviously. So obvious. I was joking about running the 100 meter dash in 5.97 seconds. The world record is held by Usain Bolt, which is 9.58 seconds. But you better believe I'm coming for the world record. Okay. Hashtag joking. Hashtag work bitch. Okay, can so, I tell you something? Um, can I tell you something? Sure. I wonder if we're going to tell each other the same thing. What What are you going to say? It, that post, that original post is deleted. Oh. Yeah. I didn't even realize that. Yeah, but, meaning the one that she yeah. posted yesterday that got that so, conversation started. For those of you who weren't with us yesterday, she posted a screen cap of her stopwatch from her iPhone, and it said 5.97, indicating 5.97 seconds. Yes. And she said, along with that post, that she, or implied rather, that she had um, bested herself mm -hmm. getting 5.97 seconds for the first time ever uh -huh. on her 100 meter dash. Uh -huh. There's only one problem with that. Yeah. That would be about four seconds faster mm -hmm. than the world's fastest runner. Right. Which doesn't seem, I mean, you could call her 100 metered knee, but um, I mean, frankly, Dashney. 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 Um, Spears or no, uh -uh. Boltney, Boltney. There you go, Boltney. Uh -huh. Same Bolt. Anyway, moral of the story. Um, so I'm glad to know that they erased that because that further lends credibility to uh, what I'm thinking is that maybe there's like this tug of war between what she posts and what her people post. I don't know because maybe she posted the thing and they're like, girl. Yeah. You can't post that. And then they wrote this post to explain like, oh, obviously I was joking. I wish we could see the original because what I would say is there was no joking in the original. Oh, no. No, not it was all. not presented with a smiley face no. or hashtag joking. It was like supposed to be like motivating for the rest of the world. Yeah. And also, if you were joking, why didn't you leave it up? Right. That's my other question. Yeah. It was, by the way, replaced by a video of her sitting on a bench yeah. looking out onto the world with the caption, what we need now more than ever is laughter. So happy to share. Keep smiling, folks. Before coronavirus shut down the world a week ago, I was casually enjoying a beautiful view. But then 
Somebody scared her. Yeah, somebody scared her. Also, Lindsay Lohan commented she really on, loved it. on that uh, particular I mean, post and did a lot of laugh emojis. I think I see people be thirsty. Oh, I'm thirsty. I put Boltney on her <laughs> on her most recent one. I mean, sometimes reading through the comments is like the most delightful thing. So I still I don't know. I go back and forth between I don't know if she's posting this nonsense or if people are then going, wait, you can't post that. So she posts something else like the But the fact that she addressed it like that's so interesting to me, because whether it's her or her people, they are listening. Right. Like, so there's there's an obvious dialogue going on. It's so obvious. So obvious. Yeah, it's very I I think that the the mystery remains who the heck is in control of this thing. Yeah. Who is running the show and what like what is it that they're and this is the question we always ask on the Colleen and Bradley show. What is it that they're trying to get us to think or understand? And are we thinking or understanding whatever it is they're trying to put out there? Yeah. Because it's nonsense. And also, again, I say it still shocks me that in the middle of a global pandemic, whomever it is that is in charge of Britney Spears' Instagram is just plugging away with the nonsense posts. At least they are acknowledging the global pandemic. Yeah. Which means it's not on autopilot mostly. Right. 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 But I don't know. It's. Strange times, man. More shall be revealed, but the good news is it's always content being served up for our enjoyment. And right. whenever there's a Britney post, we're there on the double because we're the Cobra King. Yay. Yay. Also, hats <laughs> off. <laughs> hats off to the producer of Yay! that content. Yay! <laughs> stay away, stay away, stay away. Stay away, stay away, stay away. Stay away, stay away. That is uh, our word of the day on the Colleen and Bradley show. And whenever we hear that word of the day, we remind you to keep your social distance because it is very important as we approach this, uh, the beginning of our stay at home orders as handed to us by our governor, Tim Waltz, who, by the way, can we just give hats off yeah, to Governor Tim please. Waltz? Yeah. Please and thank you. He's uh, just been a, an amazing leader for our state as we continue to navigate these sort of uncertain waters of um, the the coronavirus pandemic. Yeah. Um, and I believe, I mean, I, I find him to be incredibly trustworthy and I think in this leadership. moment you need a, um, a, a rock and he seems like a good old rock to, mm-hmm. uh, for the rest of us to stand on. Also, I mean, like he's paying attention to his numbers. He's got good presentations and I feel secure in that. All right. PowerPoint. Yeah. to PowerPoint. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, um, we're really excited. We've been keeping up with Craig Melhorn. He is in Rome, and he is a friend of Holly's that she connected us with. So we can keep kind of seeing what's going on in Italy as we are kind of following that curve. We'll talk to Craig Melhorn when we come back on My Talk 107.1. Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search. Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area, and now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. Applying is easy. You don't even need an interview. So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. Visit Amazon.com slash hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer. How would you like to come home to a bartender who will fix you any cocktail you want? I'll have an old-fashioned. 
I'll have a margarita. Now you can with the Bartesian Home Cocktail Maker. Bartesian is a sleek machine the size of a coffee maker that makes premium cocktails at the touch of a button. Choose from over 50 different cocktails, from classics to the most exotic premium cocktails served in the best bars today. You'll always get freshly mixed, perfectly balanced cocktails with the Bartesian Cocktail Maker. And now get Bartesian's best Black Friday deal ever at bartesian.com bartender. Entertaining? The Bartesian is ideal for parties. No need to stock all kinds of individual mixers for complicated recipes. Every guest gets the cocktail of their choice in seconds. The Bartesian makes a wonderful gift for anyone who loves a fine premium cocktail. Now get Bartesian's best Black Friday deal ever. It's available right now, only at bartesian.com slash bartender. That's B-A-R-T-E-S-I-A-N dot com slash bartender for Bartesian's best deal ever. Only at bartesian.com slash bartender.